welcome to the Leave Insert Guidance Podcast. My name is Dunnick O'Mahony. I'm a secondary school guidance counsellor and I also run the Leave Insert Guidance Instagram page. On today's show, I'm joined by Luke Cullerton. Luke has just finished his apprenticeship in accounts technician. He talks about why the course only took him one year to complete, his experience of the apprenticeship, how he applied to become an apprentice and how much an accounts technician earns. But first, I'm joined by Tygo Donovan as we discuss starting the new academic year. Tygo Donovan is back with me today and we're talking about and giving advice to fifth and sixth years for starting the new year. How are you, Tyg? I'm not too bad. We're back once again for the Renegade Master. <laughs> back once again. <laughs> and we're going to impart serious knowledge today to students starting the new year. Uh, and we're starting the new year ourselves. So it's a bit like us. You know, you can nearly give the same advice for, for to teachers as you could to students. Because for me, personally, what I try to start New Year's, be as organized as possible. You know, start as you mean to go on. And that's the way I look at it. I want to be really organized. And if I can get that, I think that's the same for students. If you can be really organized starting out the New Year, it sets the tone, doesn't it? Oh, massively. And I think I always kind of count September and coming back to school a bit like when you know, you're going into January in the new year. It's an opportunity to set goals and set your standards out for the rest of the year. You don't have to wait until January with school. You can just go, right, what am I doing from September onwards? So I just like that for me, it's the excitement of going, what do I actually want to achieve even as a teacher now? Yeah. And what you want to achieve is crucial. And I always think that doing out a calendar for the year, you know, what are the highlights of the year? So for six years, 5th of November is generally when the CEO opens. Maybe you're applying for UCAS. There's certain deadlines for that. Maybe you're applying for accommodation or scholarships, whatever. Make sure you have all those uh, um detailed out in a calendar when your mocks might be, when your Christmas exams are, when you have a biology test coming up. You teach biology, don't you, Tyke? Yeah, I dabble in those. I dabble. I try my best. <laughs> Uh, just biology and leave insert or, or do you teach anything else uh, I'd leave insert yeah it's biology but I'm a bit of a jack of all trades master and, <laughs> and you know, if, if there's a physics class I'll end up in there too from time to time so what would you say to students starting the year like for me I think particularly for sixth years is prioritising time I think time is the most important thing in sixth year and using that because I've met loads of students throughout the years or I'm not playing football this year because I'm, I'm doing my leave insert or I've stopped doing that like I do think it's important to have time for yourself throughout sixth year Oh, yeah. So I'm lucky enough in my school that uh, I've been given some resource classes um, and opportunities to kind of have one on ones, particularly with a lot of six years and a lot of third years around exams to kind of help them more so organize themselves. And one thing that we always talk is about being realistic and setting goals for yourself from the very beginning of the year. And nearly the first two, three weeks, it's us just scheduling what their week is going to look like. And, you know, if for me, you know, I was always playing sports in school and I tend to have a lot of sporty kids come to me looking for help. So we talk, well, look, if you train in rugby three times a week or if you've got GA two or three times a week, when are they? Let's schedule them in. You know, be realistic. You're not probably going to be studying in the middle of, the, of a training session. So yeah. let's not, you know, put that in there. And what they find most surprising is that when they create the schedule for their first week, and then they come back next week to go, I, I got nowhere near the amount of study yeah. done as I expected. You go, well, well, let's talk about it now. Let's let's bring up your schedule and let's see what worked, what didn't work. And over the, probably the course of three, four weeks, they really tune into what's achievable. And based off that, they then set out their goals going, OK, I know I can do six hours of study during the school week. And then Saturday and Sunday, I can add in another two or three each day. 
Based off that, I can do 10 to 12 hours of study. Right, now that I know that, how am I going to fit that around my, my seven subjects and how am I going to fit in different chapters? And suddenly they have a really strong structure based on it. And, and for me, that is the key, is building in a system that you know can work and be sustainable and it's not unrealistic. Yeah, like you were talking about setting goals, I think is is that, you know, and it shows statistically if you write down your goals as something you want to do, and if you even start saying them out loud, this is what I want, this is what I want, you're more likely to achieve these goals. And and you mentioned sport. I know we always set goals when I was playing sport. There were short-term, medium-term, long-term goals. And students can do the same thing. But I think setting goals at the start of a new year is absolutely crucial. Get organized, set goals. I think there are two key things students can go away with today. Yeah, definitely. And again, kind of coming back to being organized, it's one thing to set a goal saying, oh, I want to get a, a H1 in, in biology or chemistry, whatever subject you want. But that's a really long-term goal that doesn't really give you a lot of guidance throughout the year. It's those medium and short-term yeah. goals that really guide you. If you say, you know, I, I want to study two hours of biology every week and you label it at the start, so I'm going, I'm going to study chapter one this week and, and chapter two next week at three and four, you can actually you know, to even take it off the list going, yeah, I actually did this for six or seven weeks in a row and this is where I am in my study. Whereas if you just leave that overall goal of going, I want a H1, and then you look back after a term and you're nowhere close to that goal, it can be quite demotivating. Yeah. So and, and I even, would say break it down. You know, if you get 58% in your biology test, we use biology as an example, you know, you're at a H5 and, and a short-term goal is, right, I'm going to try and get up to 2% in the next test. And that gets me up to a H4, which is, com- you know, it's it's massive because it's actually 10 points in the difference when mm. it comes to calculating CEO points. So there are the short-term goals. How do we get 2 3%? And then when you're up to H4, then you can start resetting your goals. You have to be flexible with the goals and start resetting short-term, medium-term and long-term goals. So that was brilliant, Tyg. Tyg, last week uh, you uh, did the 54321 challenge. You were excellent at it, but you did it in 34 seconds. Can well, we I, get you down to 30 seconds? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set my goal, right? I'll go for <laughs> 30 seconds. 30 but seconds. I'll, I'll settle for 31 this week if, it, if I don't get 30 seconds. <laughs> Good example of short-term goal setting. Okay, Tyg, are you ready to go? Let's do it. Okay, Ty, five things you'd find in a science lab. Uh, a beaker, a, oh God, a Bunsen burner, a, a, a pair of tongs. Uh, oh God, I'm messing up already. A lab coat and lab goggles. Uh, four colleges in Munster. In Munster, uh, MTU, UCC, UL, uh, LIT and uh, no, That's it, WIT. that's it. That's oh, four. Sorry, four. Uh, three Instagram education accounts. Teach with Tyg, Leaving Cert Guidance and uh, oh god I can't think of another Irish one Study the Clicks Academy. <laughs> yeah, Study Clicks uh, Two Cork Celebs Two Cork Celebs oh god um, <laughs> come on Tyg oh this is really tough I'm struggling two from Cork who's from Cork now Roy Keane Sonia Sullivan Graham Norton <laughs> Leon Graham Martin Martin Baden man and we'll go Roy Keane I like Tim and Manu uh, and number one tea or coffee Tea uh, all day. Okay, in the morning. That was a disaster, Ty. Oh, a disaster. I have to reset my goal. What was that? <laughs> that was what 52 was seconds, just oh under 53. Ty, we're going to have to do better next week. Well, Ty, I thought the Cork celebs would be easy for you. You're a Cork man. No one's famous from Cork. <laughs> There's loads of famous Cork people. <laughs> all right, Ty. We'll, we'll, we'll chance it again next week. I'll have to, I'll have to practice this.
Yeah. So practice makes You're going to have to get practice. And if anybody wants to send in some 54321 examples for Tyg, you can DM us at Even Cert Guidance. Uh, so we have, we're talking about apprenticeships next. And I have Luke Cullerton coming on to talk about apprenticeships. He did uh, an accounting technician apprenticeship and it's really, really good and very interesting. Tyg, I'll see you next week. Talk to you then. So, Luke, uh, you have just finished uh, your account technician apprenticeship, uh, which is brilliant. And we're going to get into that in more detail. But what we want to chat about first is after your leaving cert, what what did you do? Did you do the traditional thing? Did you apply for the CAO or PLCs or or what did you do after your leaving cert? Yeah, so I went through the the traditional route, applied through the CAO as everyone did. Um, I ended up going to do uh, BCom accounting in NUI Galway. Uh, At the same time, I was playing rugby. So I was uh, I was involved with the sub academy in Connacht, and uh, balancing the two at the same time, which was which was which was fairly manageable as a uh, commerce was was about fourteen fifteen hours a week, but still still heavy enough. Um, so yeah, we got through the first year of college, anyways, uh, doing the 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 twelve or so modules that that's involved in commerce, and and the focus was was on accounting, and um, you 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 kind of have already decided from year one that you're majoring in accounting uh, in this particular course and um, so yeah the, the the main focus was was on the in first year anyways it was financial accounting and management accounting were the two main main modules um so yeah we had we had a few other modules outside of that which which i wasn't as interested in things like marketing and um, maybe hr and things like that but uh yeah accounting it was always what i had my my mind set on from uh when I was in school, anyways. Yeah. yeah so you liked, and you're kind of from your 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 family background. Both your parents are accountants as well. Yeah, and, yeah. both my parents. Yeah. yeah. So you knew from the get go you wanted to do accountancy. So you went to NUI Galway to study commerce, but you felt like at the end of the first year through rugby and through your your course that it, it might not be for you. Yeah. So um, I was yeah I was playing rugby uh, as I said. And it, it hadn't worked out the way I way I wanted to. I ha- had spent the year in the sub academy of Connacht, and I was told I wouldn't be progressing any f- further in the following year. I could have stayed on if I wanted to. They asked if I wanted to stay on where I, at the stage I was at, and I felt it just it. There was times throughout the year when I when I thought you know I'm not sure if the professional rugby lifestyle is for me anyways, and I think this brought all those times back. And I just came to the decision. I th- I thought I, would, I think I'm going to park it, and um, and I went back to the academic side of me, and I I was like I, I at a time in school I I said to myself I I don't know whether college would be for me or not. I was keen on getting started working, so I I then made the decision I I wouldn't continue with college, and I I'd start start working straight away, get into the workplace and get as much experience as I could. Yeah, so it was a huge decision to make. So you, you were kind of saying no to the rugby, that's not for me. No to college, this might not be for me as well. Because you were saying like from transition year, you're looking to get into the world of work that you were quite keen uh, that maybe college wasn't for you. So at the end of that year, did you? how did you make the decision? Did you make it by yourself? Did you talk to your parents, guidance counsellor? How did that work out? Yeah, it was funny and it's it, it was a, it was a, definitely a strange time and COVID had just started as well, which which probably didn't help. But I guess turning away from the natural progression that most people take through college and things like that and as well 
you know, from when I was younger, I wanted to be a professional rugby player, you know, it's yeah. kind of a kid's dream. But, uh, and then turning my back on that as well, it was, qu- it was quite a big decision. Um, but it, it, it ended up being quite a simple decision as well at the same time. And m- my parents were, were supportive, whichever, whatever I wanted to do. We'd suggested maybe moving across to UCD. Maybe I'd be happier in Dublin. A lot of my friends had, had gone to Dublin to study. And, um, but we eventually, Came, I, I had called chartered accountants actually um, inquiring about you know how because I knew you, you did need a degree these days to get in um, but I was looking to see if there was any sort of alternative route and they had brought the uh, the ATI to my attention um, Yeah so this is the accounts technician apprenticeship Yeah So how and this is a question I get asked uh, by a lot of students all the time how do you go about applying for one of these apprenticeship technicians or say account technician apprenticeships? So the, the typical way is you would you would first apply to accounting technicians Ireland. So there's different there's different ways you can you can carry out the course. There's the apprenticeship, you can do it part-time or full-time. Um, and part-time would involve would be night classes and things like that. And then there's the fully online version as well. Now, subsequently, because of COVID, it, it all went online anyways. Yeah. But um, so I had chosen to do the apprenticeship because I was I was really keen on working. So um, but as I said, you can do it full time if you want. So usually with the apprenticeship, you'll you'll apply directly to ATI, and you they have a huge selection of colleges across the country where they carry out a lot of their classes. So for me, I was moving up to Dublin, and uh, I um, I applied to BFEI Blackrock Further Education yep. Institute. And that's where I uh, took took all my classes. But as I said, they, it, it subsequently was online. Uh, and then once you apply, it's a matter of them prepping you for an interview where they will send out your CVs to different um, to different firms that that uh, cater for the, the the accounting technician apprentices. Now I had actually reached out to Grant Thornton. Uh, before I had applied for the ATI and I had interviewed and I'd got the job. So for me, I actually only had to apply to ATI uh, after that. So that so it, so it happened quite quickly. Then once I applied to ATI, uh, they said, okay, well, now we'll prep you for your interview in, in the coming days or whatever it was. Um, but that, that never had to happen in the end. So yeah. um, <laughs> it, it was grand. It, 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 it was very, it was very um, smooth, smooth transition. Yeah. So you were very well prepped and well prepared. And- Traditionally, uh, the account technician, um, the, the the apprenticeship is two years, but you actually got through doing one year. How how was that the case? Yeah, so usually it's two years, and I had, as I said, I spoke to Chartered Accountants Ireland, and I said, look, I want to get in as quick as I can. What what is the fastest route? And they had said the 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 ATI is your quickest route, and it's two years, but if your results are good enough after the first year, you can progress with no exemptions to cap one. But for me, that was that was ideal because, you know, I wasn't expecting any exemptions anyways, having not gone to college. Yeah. And it just sped up the process because either way, you're going to have to do three and a half years training as a trainee for, uh, from the start of your contract, three and a half years on. Either way, whether you do the one year or the two years in ATI. So I just wanted the quickest route 
to get in and and get started on that contract. So you're talking about your marks being good enough. What does that look like? So it was it was a matter of sixty five percent or more in all four modules. The four modules were financial accounting, uh, business management, taxation, and business law. It's a brilliant incentive, isn't it? Though to, yeah, to really it's, work it's that really first year. Good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and listen, it's it, it's great if if especially if you've done accounting in school, uh, which I had done. Uh, you're at a huge advantage yeah. as well. But at the same time, I wouldn't be discouraged if you haven't because yeah. the, the, the lectures are really, they start off with, with the absolute basics of accounting. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really great foundation. Like a lot of people start with ATI before they make any sort of further progress through, through, um, through accounting if they're starting later in life. Uh, so tell me, what does an account technician do? Yeah, it was funny. I you're, you're throwing it at the deep end. Uh, really? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, you're it, f- from from day one. You're f- I I was in I was in the outsourced accounting um, services department. So essentially, what we do is we we it's your it's your most basic idea of accounting. It's you're doing the accounts for clients. Their monthly management accounts. So was straight into. Processing journals, uh, processing invoices, reconciling accounts, all those sort of uh, sort of things, um, and it, it, like it really, it really does test you, like because you are you are thrown in at the deep end, um, but like it's the best way, it's the best way to learn, yeah. you know, sink or swim. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, what was a typical week like then for you? Obviously, you have to work. But you're heading down to BlackRock as well. Well, obviously during COVID, it was probably online. But typically, I suppose, you know, what does that week look like for an apprentice? Yeah. So during the academic year, uh, one day a week is spent on lectures. Yeah. So which is different to uh, the full chartered exams, um, which for which you study at night or at the weekends. So with ATI, it's one day a week. For me, it was Monday. It, it, it can vary for, for depending on what college you're in. So we'd have, yeah, Monday, it'd be uh, two hour, the first two classes would be two hours, which would be your financial accounting and your taxation, which were the two very practical subjects. So they needed the two hours and then your afternoon was an hour and a half class each of business management and business law, which were the, the more theory-based yeah. uh, subjects. And then for the rest of the week, you were, you were full on full on working away. Yeah, what is that? Is that nine to five or nine what is that? Five. Yeah, nine to quarter past five is the exact yeah. hours, but there's plenty, plenty of overtime. Right, as well. yeah, and yeah. and do they look after you then for overtime or what way does that? Work? Oh, they do. Yes, yeah. so you're you're entitled to toil, so time off in lieu. So yeah, you earn the time back. Um, I think it's time and a quarter you get back, and yeah. that's that's very helpful when it comes to study leave for your exams. You can you can you're allocated a certain amount of days for your for each exam you sit. Anyways, and then you can add on your toil uh, just to extend that, give yourself a bit more time. Brilliant. Yeah, that sounds really good. Uh, so that typical week <laughs> does sound tough. Uh, like you were saying, sink or swim. So you've got your, your year done now. So what are your options now? So I officially sat my, uh, officially kind of finished with ATI last December, which was the, which was the starting date for my trainee contract with Chartered Accountants. So I sat the exams in June 2021, got the results in about September, went on to start into the cap ones. The cap ones went through to the last week in May. I think we sat them. So I received the results for that. Um, it was all well and good. And so now 
the next progression is to cap two and then please God FE after that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, so you're talking kind of how long is that going to take you all together, do you reckon? Yeah, so cap twos will be sat for me next June, last week in June, I think it is. Uh, so that's 2023. And then FAEs would be August 2024. Okay. Uh, after that, then I think my training contract, which overall takes three and a half years, uh, will finish, I, I would say, mid-2025. Yeah, so like even if you went to college and, and done your accounting, you're still going to have to do, you get exemption from some of the exams, but you still have to, so it's probably shorter overall, is it? Yeah, so if I if I was still in college now, I would be going into my final year. And by the time I started my, by the time, if I was to go into the job I'm in now, which would be starting date, December 23. Yeah. By that time now, I'll have two years of my training contract yeah. complete. So I'm two years ahead, essentially. Brilliant. Um, a lot of students ask me this, and it might be a bit of a personal question, but salary expectations for an apprentice, maybe f- let, let's focus on first year. What's the salary expectations for an apprentice? Yeah, so for me, it was actually, it was between 19 and a half and 20 at the time, but I'd actually just looked during the week and it's actually increased to about 21 and a half. Yeah. I, I, I'd seen, or maybe tw- maybe 21, I can't remember exactly. So, so it's, it's very reasonable for someone with no experience. And there was a girl in my department who went straight into ATI after school. Didn't yeah. do any year. She started when she was 17. Yeah. Um, you know, and starting on that kind of money is, is, is great. And then the hugely valuable experience that came with yeah. that, you know, it was amazing. So she's she's well ahead of the curve, you know. But even you're, you're talking about experience, but even the networking possibilities within Grant Thornton that you're probably only going to get through a work experience module or an internship if you were in college. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it's amazing. And you only realize it when you get in there and the, the amount of work you see that's involved in becoming a fully qualified accountant. It's amazing the knowledge and the experience all yeah. these people have. Like there's over 2000 people working in Grant Thornton. However, number of managers, directors, and then partners on top of that, yeah. the experience they have is unbelievable. And when you're in the office and, you know, the partners are sitting, sitting across from you, you know, you've, it's very easy to go over, say hello. They're all very, very welcoming. Yeah. They're, they're lovely. They'll talk to anybody, you know, it's, um, it's amazing the, the networking that can be done. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you missed out? Well, you, you kind of got a year of, of college life, but do you feel like you missed out? Like, did you move to Dublin? What was the social life like? You know, I suppose you had, unlike students, a few quid in your back pocket, I suppose, even to go out or go on a holiday or whatever the case would be. But do you feel like you missed out on anything? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I myself wouldn't be huge for going out anyways yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be a big party person but um when when I started in September 2020 and it was all covid so yeah. it's it was I, I never experienced any FOMO because yeah there was nobody else yeah living 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 up life like to know yeah, so yeah. um it was yeah what it was fine fine in that sense obviously there was there was this serious negatives to COVID as well because uh, it was it was quite difficult actually working from home for the first year like I didn't see the inside of the office for yeah. the first year I didn't meet my manager in person for the first year 
Um, so that part was 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 bad. But I guess yeah, I never felt like I was missing out on anything because there was nothing really to miss out. Yeah, on. and I suppose when you look at the route you took, now you've kind of fast tracked through. You weren't going to be going to go to college online, like you said. You didn't have that fear of missing out because there wasn't really anything going on. Yeah. Uh, so I suppose you were lucky in one respect. And kind of to finish up here then, because you know we've got. Uh, the CAO uh, just out, leaving cert results just out. Um, if you were to give advice uh, to a student thinking about an apprenticeship, uh, what would you say to them? I think that coming out of school is probably the, the, it's a bit daunting, the thought of going into a corporate firm. Um, but I guess just don't don't be afraid of it if you, if you are thinking of going for it. There's people there who are more than willing to give a lot of their time to helping you. It's it's amazing when you see within these firms the focus they put on on, tra- on training. Like I, I'm just out of a full week of tra- of audit specific training. Yeah, uh, we had we were in conference rooms in the Spencer Hotel for the whole week, uh, doing this specific training. It's um you know taken out of out of regular work just for this it's the focus on training is huge so there are people there who are more than willing to help from from top to bottom top management to to your colleague next to you and that focus on training will continue throughout your uh, your career because you know accounting and finance move so rapidly and you have to move along with it you know if you were doing accounting 20 years ago it's changed significantly in the yeah. last 20 years so that focus on training uh, is brilliant and I, I even found when i was doing teacher training for me i learned a lot more on the job than i did in the lecture hall uh you know uh, like you said, uh, meeting with managers or partners, uh, I was talking to senior teachers, principals, deputy principals, getting some advice, having them look at my classes. What do you think? What what advice could you give me? You're getting that on the job experience as well, um, which is brilliant. Uh, Luke, thank you so much for taking the time to come on to Leaving Cert Guidance podcast. This is kind of the first podcast we've done on apprenticeships. So I think it's going to be invaluable for students who are listening. Thanks so much. (laughs) 